A change in trucking's long-haul business model may very well be in the making. A new study from the group, the North American Council for Freight Efficiency, says different forces have come together that could reshape it into more of a regional movement of goods. So what's driving this, and how could this result in big changes in truck driver hiring and retention, advances in technologies such as electric and hybrid trucks, plus safety? This is Eyes on the Road presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge. For anyone that's been in trucking for at least the past couple of decades or more, they've witnessed some big changes. For example, the Internet has changed it in many ways. There's alternatively fueled vehicles, autonomous and automated truck developments, and the proliferation of electronic logging devices, just to name a few. It's safe to say in the next 20 years there will also be big changes, but there's a potential development that could turn the industry on its head. Recently, the North American Council for Freight Efficiency released a report entitled More Regional Hall, an Opportunity for Trucking? The nonprofit group founded 10 years ago works with many different stakeholders in trucking to drive the development and adoption of efficiency-enhancing, environmentally beneficial, and cost-effective technology, service, and methods in the North American freight industry. Joining me by phone to discuss the report is the study's author, Rick Mahelik, Director of Future Technology Studies. Rick, welcome to Eyes on the Road. Thank you, Evan. I appreciate uh, the opportunity, and thanks, PrePass, for inviting me. Before we talk about what's in the report, how does it define the term regional as it relates to trucking? Because regional, I would think, has many different meanings to different people in the industry. Evan, we, we found that there's no real standard definition for regional haul, but there is a consistent theme in regional that the driver gets home on some predictable basis. It might be once a day, might be once a week, or possibly once every two weeks, but he gets home, he or she. Those trucks might just go out and back in a day, or they may make a couple trips in a day, or they may go out and hit several locations around a region during a week before the truck gets home. So Naxi uh, looked at distances and decided that uh, regional, for our purposes, is going to be defined as operating within a 300-mile radius of that home location. So just how much did you find out that long-haul trucking is shifting toward more regional operations? In other words, can you quantify this in some way, and what's behind all this? Yeah, there's uh, two industry sources that we were looking at in particular, but there's others. DAT, DAT, Load Board, and ATRI, the American Transportation Research Institute, both show that the average length of haul has consistently decreased over the last decade. Now, the DAT showed data decreased about 9% for dry vans and 26% for reefers. Both DAT and ATRI numbers differ somewhat, but the downward trends are pretty similar between the two and many trips are below 400 miles. So Naxi sees several factors to this trend in our report on regional haul. The growth in e-commerce, the high turnover rate in drivers at fleets, uh, greater focus on driver retention, and on hiring entry-level drivers, and a greater attention to hours of service from electronic logging devices, and a greater attention on reducing detention times. 
Rick, let's talk about some of the effects of increasing regional trucking operations. First, safety. What's going to be the effect on it, both good and bad? Evan, increased hub and spoke means that there's less need for in-route truck parking, which inherently improves driver safety and, and efficiency. Plus, more regional means drivers become more familiar with the roads and the traffic conditions, and so they're better trained for those particular routes. But E-commerce is starting to put more urban class three through six delivery vehicles on the road and even cars. You have a a number of companies that are employing cars to make home deliveries. Building warehouses closer to those urban centers, between those two things, there can be more traffic congestion for the class seven, eight trucks making deliveries to the warehouses. But combating that, you know, you have a growth in automated safety technologies like collision avoidance systems and adaptive cruise control and lane keeping systems for both cars and trucks. And that should help keep the safety aspects ahead of the problems in traffic conditions. Now, the two biggest takeaways in the report revolve around drivers and alternative fueled vehicles. First, let's look at drivers. How would increased regional trucking operations affect them, as well as when it comes to truck driver hiring and retention? Fleets are focusing more on improving quality of life for drivers with better pay and better working conditions like being able to get home regularly. Now, some fleets are seeing that they can use day cabs instead of sleepers because the drivers get home at night, or or they're willing to even put them up at a hotel if they're on a route that takes them more than a day away from home. They're also investing in technologies that help the driver like automatic transmissions, and this growing list of automated driver assistance systems. The conclusion there is less turnover means fleets can focus training to improve drivers over the long term rather than constantly trying to train new hires into the basics of operating in that particular fleet. And what does the report say about the effect of increased regional operations when it comes to advances in alternative fuel trucks such as electric and hybrid vehicles? Evan, regional routes always get the trucks back to the depot at some point. So hub and spoke operations are extremely well suited to battery electric and hybrid vehicles like hydrogen fuel cells because the fueling and charging infrastructure can be located at the depot. Servicing and maintenance of these new technologies is also possible to be centralized at the depot. And the shorter ranges in regional also help with these new fledgling technologies as they get their feet on the ground. Can you talk about how increased regionalism could affect the operational side of trucking? You've mentioned increased hub-and-spoke operations, but what about more warehouses or cross-stocking? We're going to see a much greater focus on keeping the assets moving in a fleet. We looked at it, and it's not just the tractor and the trailer. It's the tractor, trailer, and the driver. Each of those are assets that now can be tracked and uh, data researched as to where they're spending time uh, using GPS tracking and data mining tools. So you can make sure that the trailers are ready to go when tractors and drivers arrive and eliminate detention times. Using technology to quickly find parking spots and to find trailers so the driver can focus time on moving the freight rather than idling or, or looking for parking spots and trailers. It can also look at positioning facilities so drivers can hand off trailers or cross-dock freight to other drivers to keep it moving continuously so there's no downtime in the freight movement. 
all these systems can also help in prearranging backhaul for loads so drivers can quickly make the return trip with paid freight. You mentioned earlier the growth in several factors is fueling increased regional truck movements. Is it possible to narrow down how widely this could be felt in trucking and how fast this could spread throughout the trucking industry? E-commerce represents today, you know, over 10% of retail sales. Uh, the Federal Reserve estimated at the end of 2017 that $120 billion in retail sales was going on through e-commerce, and it grew at a rate of about 14%, according to uh, the Commerce Department, in 2018. When we as consumers order something online from Amazon or Walmart or wherever, we expect it to be delivered instantly and not pay extra for that. And if we don't like it, we expect to be able to return it for free, which happens over 30% of the time with e-commerce. So we see growth in one- and two-day delivery now. And to make that possible, inventories must be closer to the purchaser, so more warehouses are being built near urban centers. And this is all increasing the need for for more regional freight, and we think that trend's going to continue for the foreseeable future. Were there any findings in this study that surprised you or any others there at the North American Council for Freight Efficiency? I'm not sure it's by surprise, but we did a lot of research looking at the effect of the driver as part of the the freight system. Over the last two decades, the focus has been on equipment and how equipment can be used to improve the efficiency of fleet operations. And it's been kind of to the detriment of looking at the driver piece of that. And so what you're seeing over the last year or two in particular is how important that driver is to actually getting the the loads on time to a delivery. And especially with the increased focus on electronic logging data, these drivers have very limited amounts of time to actually make driving happen. So you don't want them sitting around waiting, you know, what they call detention time. And you don't want them looking for, for parking or looking for trailers or or anything that wastes time. You want them actually moving freight. And you don't want them deadheading with unloaded trailers either. So I think you're seeing a, a lot more attention to the importance of the driver as one of the tools in the fleet's toolbox on top of improving the efficiency of the trailer and efficiency of the tractor and the efficiency of getting the freight order system worked out so that there's no downtime in the movement of the of the products. That's Rick Mahalik, Director of Future Technology Studies with the North American Council for Freight Efficiency. Rick, thanks very much for your time. Well, thanks a lot, Evan, and, and thanks, Prepass, for giving Naxi the opportunity to talk today. And you can read more about this study. Log on to the Council's website at nacfe.org. Now, after you do so, head over to the Prepass website at prepass.com and check out the Prepass blog and resources library to read more about some of the latest trucking industry issues. While you're there, you can subscribe to this podcast or listen to previous installments. You can also listen to Eyes on the Road through your favorite podcast service, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can keep up with Prepass on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And don't forget, if you've got a comment or question about this podcast, drop us a line at podcast at prepass.com. It's always good to hear from you. 
This has been Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.